open up my window. Hey, Kath. Hey, Don. And hi, Addie. Hello. So we haven't been behind the mic in really long time, although that's a lie. We actually have, everybody. Kathy and I actually went through the trouble and recorded at least two hours for all to <laughs> all to join in, and they are now considered lost episodes. We are, um, yeah, we've been struggling with uh, making some changes on our technological platform, and it has been, mm, I already said challenging, so it's been <laughs> unbelievably challenging. So I apologize ahead of time because I have no idea exactly what we talked about in the last two hours. We're going to, A, assume we've already told you people, or B, we're going <laughs> to repeat the same stories. So you, you have to forgive us. There must be some forgiveness here. And so along with those changes is um, Sophie is uh, not really uh, with us. I mean, she's with us in spirit and she's of course, always part of the sister's team, but you know, she's pursuing her own dreams <laughs> and yeah. you know, it's only fair. And so, um, uh, sister, uh, by proxy and uh, supporter and the originator of the banana sauerkraut paradigm. <laughs> Addie has really stepped up to fill in the void and help with all kinds of things, including getting our um, Gen X asses on TikTok. <laughs> it's pretty sad. The millennial helps us. You're a millennial, right? Addie? I'm no, I'm not a millennial, and I'm not Gen X. I'm like a smush of them together. So, a millennial? Oh, like aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you an elder millennial? I'm an elder millennial and a baby Gen X. It's mush okay. it together because oh, I've well, seen Gen X go to eighty-five. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah. Gen X born in 85? I don't know. We should look it up. But I every time know. I see we should, it. We should look it up. That's very important. I'm, kind of, in, <laughs> I'm kind of in the middle. So, yeah, well, the yeah. bottom line is uh, any advice to anybody out there who wants to do anything like this, get somebody younger on your team. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, Addie, welcome. You'll uh, Those of you on Patreon will probably be able to see this video that we're recording. We kind of look like we're on a 70s talk show or a game show. <laughs> I feel like, do you remember that game show? What was that game show? It was like t Tattletale with like the, if you look up the 70s game show Tattletale, that's what we look like. I'm going to look it up right now while Kathy talks. But, um, yeah, it's pretty funny. We have this new platform. We'll see how it works. This We're really trying for this to not be the third lost episode of the summer of 2021. I feel very positive. I Me mean, too. you know, what's funny is that Kathy and I, even though we haven't had um, any episodes lately, we still feel like we've been working so much because we're so involved with our Patreon circle. So, yeah, you know, we've been really busy, even just like, you know, with our circle. And we've been we in our minds, we've been busy because we have been recording. Just no. I <laughs> <laughs> was busy. This was, you know, it's like singing in the car and thinking you're a great singer. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like I clean the house. Nobody's coming over. Right. It's like, you know, I did all this energy. I'm tired, but nobody knows I did anything. Right. 
Right. So you know what? There's a reason for everything, Don. I really feel like, like you said before, in August during this time, everybody's behind. Everybody's busy. It's everybody wants to be outside. Um, you know, but we, what the cool thing is, I want to thank the the new listeners we have that are starting from the beginning. So they're not going to hear this for another. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to hear this thank you for a while so when you get it it's divine timing thank you for taking the track all from one to now we're in 120 something what are we are on something it's cool i don't anyway. even know i've lost track who are we what are we doing i don't know we're gen x don we're gen x, we're Gen X. Welcome, Addie, to the sisters. Yay! Oh, wait! Oh, wait! Do it, no, Addie. Yeah. Do it, Addie. This Clap. is our new platform. Okay, Welcome, Addie. It. We'll do it again. We're so wait. happy you've joined us. <laughs> and we have taken the show on the road. All right, I found I'm glad there's no, like, boo. This is going to make you laugh so hard. I don't remember Tattletales. I just, the match game, I could see us doing the match game. I could see us doing the newlywood game. I went, like, uh, anything that's matching. My friend Trixie in Hudson, who listens, shout out to Trixie, Trixie. Star. Hey. Um, she's the one of the, my favorite drag performers. Um, she hosts. Let's have a kiki. Yeah, she hosts um, a match game night at the, at the. Uh, that was fun. Yeah, super fun. We went out. It was great. It's great. Was great. Okay, I'm just distracted because I'm putting in. You guys have to look at this link. I, I can't right now. You can. A podcast. I, can. I don't know what you're doing. I'm not looking at it right I now. I do. I, I just I want just you to laugh once. So I'm gonna talk while you look at that. Oh my gosh! And it's like All right. referencing. You can do it. You can. I'm use yeah. My phone so you can talk. Go ahead. You can do it. Uh, now I don't remember what I was gonna say. No, I'm kidding. I'm okay. kidding. So <laughs> we just finished. <laughs> It's, we're recording today, August 9th, and we um, just had uh, August 1st, Lamas, uh, the Wheel of the Year, the Sabbath, which is we celebrate the, um, the high masculine energy, and from here on out, doesn't it feel like, uh, you know, what do they say, August is the Sunday of the summer, and um, yeah. Did you see the I'll picture? Have to look at it. I can't find it. I don't know where you <laughs> sent it. I can't do two things at once. Let's just focus. That's why we're not going to have listens. Now we're going to lose this one. Now we're going to lose people. Keep it moving. All right. I trust you. I believe you. All right. All right. So, um, Kathy, you have a lot on your agenda to talk about. You haven't, know how I get. You haven't talked to you your people in a while. So. <laughs> so I wanted to start off with uh, a story about my car. When I, I didn't talk about my car because I felt like it was bragging, but this isn't bragging. This is just telling a story. So when I was 18, I got a job in Poughkeepsie, and I would drive by the Moorhead Honda dealership every day. So this is like 92. And I would look at that Honda Del Sol. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was a two-seater hardtop convertible, and I love cars. And I just said, I'm going to get that car. Now, I'm working like... $10 an hour, not even $9 an hour, which was pretty good back then, but still not enough having three jobs. And I remember one day I said, you know what? I'm just going to go in there. I knew nothing about credit. <laughs> I just <laughs> thought I could walk in and be like, I'd like that car, please. 
um, I had a lot of money at the time. I was working three jobs. And so I walk into the dealership and I said, hi, um, I never bought a car before, a new car, but I want that Del Sol out there, the black one. And the guy's like, okay, how old are you? I'm like, I just turned 18. Like, <laughs> this is a problem. I just turned 18. He's like, do you have a co-signer? I'm like, no, my, my parents, I don't think will go for it. But I have cash. I had a lot of cash on me because I would, uh, I, I just graduated from mechanic school and we used to steal the parts like, like the torque converters and, the, and then sell it for metal and stuff like that. So I had some of that bad cash. I had some healthy, good cash. And so I said, I have about $4,000 I could put down. He's like, $4,000? I'm like, do you need more? And so he's like, you still need a co-signer. So I called dad. I'm like, dad, come to Moorhead Honda. <laughs> he was like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, dad, just don't tell mom. It was always don't tell mom. And he's like, I said, I want to show you something. So he meets me there. And I said, Dad, listen, it's not a big deal. I just need you to sign the paper so I can buy this car. Like, I thought he just signs it. I had no idea. He's like, Catherine, your mother's going to kill me. I was like, I have $4,000 that I could put down. And he was like, where did you get $4,000? I'm like, we're not talking about that. I said, just sign the papers. And I could see Dad sweating. He wanted to do it so bad. And he's like, I have to talk to your mother. I'm like, no, you don't. I was like, I'm going to pay the bill. He's like, okay. He's like, he signed he signed that car. He signed it for me. And I had my dream car that I had been manifesting for like a year wanting this car. So he said the last thing he said to me, but whatever you do, don't get pregnant. Mm hmm. I had the car for a year. Fucking Sophie. OK, so Sophie, <laughs> Sophie gets into the picture. And and by the time I was six or seven months pregnant, I couldn't get out of the car. I was rolling out. It was very embarrassing. And, you know, trying to roll out of a two seater and try to fit in. So as much as like it was the best thing, me having Sophie, she was a gift. Uh, I said one day I might get my two seater again. So for 20 some odd years, I dream about getting a two seater and. I just want to drive with a top down and my, my, you know, and manifest that. And so circumstances in the last 25, oh my God, she's 27 years just didn't happen between Sophie and Donovan and my life circumstance. It just wasn't in the cards. So Henry, knowing that my whole dream was I've always wanted a Miata anyway, and they don't make the Hondas anymore. So I'd rather live in a trailer and have a really nice car than have a really nice house and have a Ford. You know, that's just me. Okay. <laughs> and so, and so I manifested in my birthday, maybe four years ago that I was going to get my Miata. I don't know how, I don't know when I was going to get my two seater again. And so on our anniversary in 2019, Henry said to me, listen, uh, I want to go stop at the Miata place. And I was like, no, that's you're teasing me. First of all, that's not funny. I don't want to look in a window. I'm going to, I, we can't afford it. He's like, just come with me. And I said, okay. So we go. And of course I look at cars anyway. And I sit down and apparently everything was already pre-done. I'm talking to this guy, like I'll take a 2016. You got a used one. I can't fit in a 2014, <laughs> but my ass can fit in the 16. And he says, oh, can you fit in the 2019, you know, retractable back, you know, leather seats, the whole nine. And I was like, yeah, in my dreams, he's like, good, because your dream just came true and drove in and got the car. And Henry bought me my Miata. 
So needless to say, this 25-year fixation of me and the symbolism of getting this car is ultimate independence and freedom. And I'm just so grateful for it. Like, it's just like, you know, amazing because Don Don and I talked about on previous podcasts about we had a summer house. Remember? We had a summer house in Scroon Lake. And I suffered from bad depression in the summer, like opposite seasonal disorder, because we used to go up to the mountains in the summertime. And so Donna and I, so moving fast forward with this, um, I've had the car since 2019. And uh, as you know, I'm working on being adventurous. Like I went to Ohio in it. It was great, but Ohio is not the mountains. (laughs) Ohio was not, you know, it was a straight shot going to my friend's house, but um, I haven't really taken the car on an adventure and we did a mini workshop. Some of you have, have, have done the mini workshop. It was great a few months ago. Do you remember that Don? Uh, and we drew the pictures and we wanted to do about manifestation. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, what I drew that would bring me happiness, my ultimate dream was me in my car driving in the mountains by myself and just surrounded like I was going to drive off into heaven, you know? And I don't know what hair got out my ass that I was like, I'm going to go see my friend Sally <laughs> in, in South Carolina by myself, just driving through. I mean, I was so calm about it. So this last week, I got really brave. I only had to call Donna once, I, right? I was really good. There was no, holy shit, there was none of these moments. And I started out, went through, went, and I drove into West Virginia. And I can't tell you guys, I drove through West Virginia at Fancy Gap, and there was not a car in sight. And these beautiful mountains that looked exactly like my picture, like I was driving into heaven off the world. I had the biggest, like, like like moment it was like this cleansing freeing moment i felt dad there i was singing john denver in my head i'm bawling (laughs) my eyes out and i'm like it was a surreal moment and then i realized i had i had drawn this exact moment that i made my dreams happen didn't even know it didn't even realize it and i just know that sometimes we want things to happen for ourselves and it was worth waiting 25 years it's gonna make me cry it was worth the wait that moment i i just you got to be there to explain it it was so amazing i'm just so grateful so gorgeous and uh it, it's just like you know take taking your time and, and trusting the process that dreams do come true they don't have to be elaborate but these moments was worth it so that's my story about my miata and west virginia that's a good thank you that's good. And I did, and I and I did it like, I did it like without forgetting stuff. What is, what is happening now, Don? You did it. I just saw this great story. I'm crying. It's showing me like '70s hair. Nobody on the this is, podcast can see this. That's okay. I'm showing oh everybody. God. Google's your friend. Everybody, right now, unless you're driving, Google Tattletales '70s. Uh, game show, and this that's is what why it is. I tell you sentimental things. Thank you, Eddie, for being a part of my story. I'm pouring my guts out, telling you this great thing. Don no, I think it's amazing. Trip. I do. I that. think it's amazing. Man, 
No, I it do. was amazing. It was. It I was. I understand that. And you know, we've talked about it that like I really enjoy road tripping by myself, except for you know the there's always, especially you know being a tra you know travel as a woman. There's always this little teeny tiny nag, you know, idea in the back of your head that, you know, if you break down, who the fuck knows what's going to happen to you. I so. have dad's night. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm like, I know karate. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you say that until it happens to you. Oh, I, and then, I've been approached. And then, um, yeah, so, uh, but for the most part, I think it's, it's a really uh, zen exercise. You know, yeah. I think that's, you know, people who have busy lives, they're always like, I actually like the commute. And it's like, yeah. you can, you know, decompress. And it's very zen. You have to stay in the moment. You can't be interrupted. You have no choice. You can't be interrupted. You, and especially so, driving with trucks. Right. And especially if, Excuse you know, me. you're not in, if you're not in the radius of your own home, you're not going to yeah. necessarily get interrupted like, oh, turn around, right. go do this. You're actually, like, on a mission, and you have to complete the mission. And so I, you know, I like the exercise. I thought it was very interesting on Patreon that week that Bear came out. Now, Bear was the second totem that was given to me by Chief. I was 18, same age. Isn't that interesting? Mm. And it was kind of a premonition of motherhood. Like, Bear can be about, a mo like, motherhood, the protective of, like, a mother, and then I got pregnant. So when I'm, when I'm working, when I'm dealing with the kids, I channel bear medicine a lot, but I never thought that bear was also about taking a journey, exploring nature, getting out, which is what it's also about empowerment. It's about, um, taking detours. Uh, there's so much powerful spirit medicine in bear that in my life, I didn't know it was still it was still inside me. I just never explored it. And how interesting is that we don't realize that we find ourselves in places that we didn't know we had this courage and empowerment in us until we try. Mm -hmm. You know, it just felt right. And when things don't feel right, Donna will tell you. I'll say no. She's like, "Do you want to go here?" I'm like, "I can't. It just doesn't feel right. I just don't second guess those feelings." And that's bear medicine. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very interesting that bear had come out and I learned a lot from it. So a more bear. Ha! Ah, that's my bear. Ha! <laughs> bear. Yeah. Um, speaking of your psychic intuition stuff, one of the things that we talked about in our lost episodes that I know we talked about was that your prediction about me leaving my job in August in un end August. We thought it might have mm -hmm. been last August, but it was the beginning Hoping. of the it was right. the beginning of the end of August. What's interesting is that um, I made the transition out and Addie made the transition in. Yep. Clapping. Yep. Where's the oh, clapping? Clapping. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I feel like bowing. I just feel like automatically bowing, holding hands, bowing. Yeah. Yeah. I have to say, um, you know, this has been, first of all, you know, the listeners have been through the journey with me and it happened. Actually, my journey started pretty much right after the beginning of 2020 in January, because it was the, f the first time that uh, there was 
three week, two and a half weeks or something I had in a, of a break. And it was the first time in years that I actually had uninterrupted. I didn't have to take care of my sister after surgery. I didn't have to be anywhere. And I uh, was doing some side work and I was like, gosh, this feels so good to stay home. And I actually said to Kathy and our friend Kristen, like, I want to stay home and not be slave to a crazy schedule that I feel was unhealthy for me. And I think a lot of it had to do with it. You know, it's like the old adage, it's, you know, it's not you, it's me. It was definitely me. I mean, it's a cool job and I got a lot out of it for the 20 plus, you know, 25 years plus that I was there, but I was just done. I think physically done with it. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with uh, croning. You know, I, oh, hells yeah. I turned hells 50, yeah. I turned 50 that year and it's like, yeah. I'm done. I'm so done with, um, oh, Addie just muted from her air conditioning. That's cool. Yeah, she's got to put that shit up. It's she's like, cool. it's hot, I don't blame her. I don't blame her at all. Yeah. But, um, uh, you know, I'm 50 and I'm like, I'm done. You, you know, you go through this phase of, you know, like. Uh, what did I say? My motto is "fuck you." I'm a crone. It's like <laughs> that's that your T-shirt. That's my is T-shirt. That, that is. It's my T-shirt. Fuck me. I'm a crone. <laughs> Fucking fuck, fuck, fuck me. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Suck my <laughs> ass. Exactly. I can do whatever the fuck. I can say whatever the fuck. I'm a fucking crone. <laughs> I'm drying up. I'm done. (laughs) I'm slave to no one's schedule, including my own bleeding one. It's over, everybody. It's done. Uh, That's a good one. That's how I felt. Anyway, and then, you know, be careful what you wish for, because then in uh, March and April of 2020, everything shut down, and we were home, and I was in shock like everybody else, and I didn't know exactly what, but, you know, organized myself and... Realized, yeah. realized that summer, I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe I'm going to take this opportunity to, as you know, the overused word of the, of the century is pivot. And, um, is it, I don't hear that. I don't even know what that, what are you talking about? Well, basketball. that's everyone's says pivot when it comes they do? to, when, yeah, especially when it came friends. to COVID. Oh. <laughs> yeah. When you read, I didn't you read the newspapers, yeah. Kath. Them there. I, I don't. Them there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm watching Family Guy. I'm trying to figure my life out. I'm meditating, watching Family Guy, making sure everybody's okay. That's my job. Yeah. That's my job. Yeah. So, and I remember, you know, uh, in probably June, I don't remember. I don't know. You always like, you would do these uh, card readings for me and you would say, August is a big month. August is a big month. And then like, last August, I had my first freelance client who was a fucking crazy woman. <laughs> and, it doesn't matter. And I learned, I, like, yeah. I learned all, as Kristen said, I learned all my lessons about freelancing <laughs> in one person. That's the best. It was like, it was a month of like a weird final exam. And uh, anyway, so, uh, you know, put everything in motion so that, uh, I, you know, just like you say, Kathy, you let go of something you really let go it's amazing how things just open up and opportunities come there were there have been so many steps along the way that as soon as i resigned and not resigned like in defeat 
but just resign mm-hmm. like this is not my divine path like just resign right. like yeah this is not in my control mm-hmm. anymore or resign like i am taking this step and it this is the forward motion i'm taking it's yeah. amazing how like poop like something amazing steps in and you know absolutely and so um my last day uh officially for the bardavan was nine days ago there you go and um, august yeah Yeah. it feels really great great. yeah it feels really great and i still you know maintain a good relationship so far i don't know what they're saying in the office about me but um, he's not gonna tell you no she's the one saying it she's the one she's like like, no what they said was donna's missing all of this breakfast smoothies and bagels <laughs> and what else did we have we had full egg bites it was delicious it was like a full catered staff meeting and that's all they said was, missing your egg bites. she's missing all the food that's the only thing that i've heard so far so watch me lose weight everybody <laughs> everybody watch me on social media get smaller that's why 35 pounds well first of all i've talked about this I know, Addie. I blame you. I have your baby what? weight from your fucking... He's, what's he, 18 now? He's How 13. Is this, Alex? He's 13. <laughs> he's 13. You know, I started... He's 13, yeah. So, like, 13 years ago, I was svelte. I was hot. Then I got a boyfriend who I'm still with. And when you get a boyfriend, you get comfortable. And you go out to dinner. And you have cocktails. And it doesn't matter because you're not trying to impress anyone. And then... Your coworker gets pregnant who has the same sweet tooth that you do. Mm-hmm. And so yep. now we're eating brie. I feel like we're, and now we we're eating frosting. <laughs> it was a whole wheel of brie and a loaf of French bread and whatever pears or nectarines and guest frosting. And every day. Boy, it was insane. I gained 35 pounds with, with Addie's pregnancy. Well, I, I know I'm responsible. To... I just held her okay. hand along the way. Like, I was like, going through the journey. You I'm still saying... carrying that 35 pounds, for fuck's sake. And people talk you about actually... baby weight. You I'm obviously... like, I have fucking baby weight. You obviously have commitment. You are committed. <laughs> I'm committed. You're a good friend. But I also you feel you connected, you know. I never, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but mm-hmm. before, Addie and I were not close, close friends. We were good at co-workers i mean we were friendly co-workers i actually at the time was closer to her best friend kathleen who was working in the box office kathleen and i were immediately like sisters we had so much in common we immediately bonded Addie, this silly girl comes in and i like her she's cute but we didn't like have that bond i think we grew and that's why i think we have such a strong bond you're definitely in our soul group because well first of all the the whole comes down to she's a banana and, yes, and I fell yeah, in love with her. Yeah. Love at first sight. She's in my soul group. Yeah. And Kathleen's a sauerkraut, for, for sure. Yeah. Like, no doubt. So, but... Just stay with our fruit. But, um, before Addie told anybody she was pregnant, I had a dream that there was a little a baby boy who, like, came to me and was like, I'm here. And I was like, fuck me, am I pregnant? Like, I woke up, like... <laughs> Oh my fucking God. It was so vivid. It was so vivid. And I remember telling you, Kathy, I don't, I don't expect you to remember this because it was very pivotal for me. There's that word again. But, um, 
I remember coming downstairs and going, Kathy, I had a dream and I think I'm pregnant. And you were like, you're, but I practice crazy safe sex, like stainless steel right. safe sex. Like she doesn't have it. <laughs> At the time, I was having a lot of sex, Kathy, that time. Oh boy. I was oh having boy. a lot of sex, but a lot of condom sex. Um, oh, condom sex. Okay. And so I was like, oh my God, am I pregnant? And so I had this like icky feeling for a day or two. And then um, I saw, I was at work and I was in the hallway and I saw Addie walk by to use the bathroom. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, she has the baby. Like I knew. Did you go like this? Did you go? And she, yes, <laughs> I did. I said, <laughs> and the next morning, <laughs> Kathleen came into my office and said, I have something to tell you. And I was like, Addie's pregnant. She's like, how the fuck did you know? And I'm like. Because I saw her, because he came to visit it me. Was, and then, like, here's hello. Addie, who I don't know that well. And I was like, I know it's going to sound a little crazy. <laughs> Take it with a grain of salt. But I felt he came to visit me. And you were like, he ca he came to visit you? I'm like, he came to visit me. And then um, when you got pregnant with Zach, too, he came to say hi. But it wasn't as strong as Alex. Alex was like, here I am. Alex is, Alex is like, hello, he's he's arrived. He has arrived. He's, uh, he's a powerhouse. You have beautiful children. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you know what? <laughs> Chris, actually, one of the things that Alex said to Chris, like, five years ago, like, long time ago. Oh, October my, Chris, I know 2015. Kathy, <laughs> it was the Back you to the Future day. Yes. He said to Chris, my Chris, he was like, Chris was like, how you doing? And he was like, actually, I think I'm, I don't remember. Chris will remember the percentage. He was like, I'm about 67% tough today. <laughs> yeah, the 67%. Yeah. So Chris Orlando still, to this day, he will use what kind of a day he's having in percentages because of Alex's. The Alex scale, the Alex Borman scale of toughness. Yes. It's very funny. So cute. So cute. You know, you, you just attract different people with your energy, and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. But look at the cycle and the memories and everything, and now it's like this new chapter coming in, and it's like, that doesn't take away all the amazing stuff that happened. I know. It's just yeah. like, it's just a breath of fresh air of that freedom. I feel like I made, a, work on. I feel like I made a path for Addie at the Bardavon. Like here, yes. thrive. Yes, take absolutely. it, run with it, make it better. Yeah, do it, do it your, do it your way, you know. And that's what makes it amazing and, and beautiful. Well, that was my first line with Henry. How you met Addie? I said you prayed for me at ten o'clock on Sunday morning, and I thought he was going to. He was sitting to be a Franciscan monk, and I didn't know that. And I said, listen, we worked together. I said, uh, you prayed for me. I was like, just so you know. And he just freaked out. And I was like, we got this connection. You just stay over there. I'll stay over there. And I could just read his mind. I don't know how we got a date from there. But I was scared to shit out of him. <laughs> well, it's a good litmus test if they don't run away yeah. with, you know, Yeah, he thought that was like crazy. He, he, he still talks about that. Mm -hmm. like, oh, I know exactly what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Remember? <laughs> Pray for me. Oh, my gosh. So I think that the goal here is about freedom. Like we're talking about freedom. It's like letting go of, I know that the last month or so, because I think I talked about it on the last podcast. That we, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. we can say, we we can say whatever we want and say it was on the last two matter. podcasts. I don't even remember. But it was about, I was shedding so much. I was going through a leveling and ascension. And I go through this like every six months, every whatever, where 
I kind of break down and then rebuild where I have to take silence and just, you know, connect with my charismatic adults and talk about where I'm at. And the whole thing was I didn't, I hadn't felt free. I felt like I was still like holding on. I didn't unbind relationships or past or something was holding me back from kind of shedding that skin. And so I took silence, which was really, really terrific. And the house that I live in is mom and dad's. And so I moved out of the back bedroom, which was mom and dad's maybe, I don't know, six months ago. I said, we're going to put the bed in the spare room because I just can't sleep back there. And then my water heater in the back <laughs> leaked. <laughs> so there's my psyche. I did a favor for myself. And um, anyway, so, but I realized when I was on my their journey and I called Donna and I was like, Donna, I was like, I don't know what it is about this house. Like, I don't feel like it's my, like as much as I do with it, I, I live in this, in this spirit space. That's it. I realized we still have mom's fucking ashes for eight years in the top cabinet. <laughs> I realized that mom. I've been saying it for years. We got to get the fuck, get it out. I was like, I was like, Donna. I think that mom is mad. I think that she's mad. She's like, you know, you can't claim, like, uh, she asked for one thing. She asked for one thing before she died. She wanted her ashes spread at the Dells in Wisconsin. Not at the, on the House on the Rock. House on the Rock. I don't know what the hell. So whatever it was, I've never been It's the there, tackiest place on earth. It really is. It's fantastic. She couldn't, it's fantastic. She couldn't say, she couldn't say, spread my ashes on fifth street and then new york city like five minutes away like she didn't <laughs> which dad and i would love we would just like throw handfuls in in inside <laughs> cars in cars like, with <laughs> open windows <laughs> that's what dad said i should do with his ashes is carry them around in the car and people who like road rage just throw his ashes at them <laughs> like fairy dust They'll yeah come around like fairy dust well, so I, I said, Donna, I, I got to move forward. I got things to do. I'm writing a seminar. I got things going on. I got projects. And so we're finally going to take our road trip because we're bear now. I extend the bear to you, Donna. We are the we are sleuth. I've always going been into bear. the woods. Always been bear. You know, I'm ready to go. You know what? I'm always ready you're to bear go. Is, Just like well, you're excuse always me for coming late to the party. Yeah. Always fucking late to the party. <laughs> We're coming late to the party. You're just starting to watch Modern Family now. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I have not watched that uh, yet. I'm Addie's never watched it. Addie's never watched it. Although that's you why should. I love Addie. Should. I'll be late to the party. Addie, that's why I love you. Yeah. Well, Addie and I go in the same car. The Flintstone car. <laughs> source burgers we're having a good time <laughs> so we're finally gonna go and uh we made a trip plan we're going and yeah. mom mm -hmm. is getting where she wants because i don't want her mad at me because i can hear her voice i asked for one thing <laughs> one thing and you can't fucking do that for me that's what she would say i hear it in my head there's no way i could be free there's no way mom, yeah i know yeah. i'm with you so I'm going to write a nice eulogy letter. Donna's like, I don't want to fucking say anything. But I'm like, I'm going to write a nice letter. I'll drive. I'll pick out the rest stops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write her a nice letter. I'm going to do a eulogy. I'm going to do it right. 
I'm gonna and then we're going to illegally office. dump the ashes because you're not supposed to. Please, listeners, do not tip us off, okay? We'll know it's you. We'll know it's you. No, we don't. <laughs> no, though. You know you're not supposed no, they to won't do, do that. that. That's a problem at Disney Disneyland. Do you know that? Disney World and Disneyland? Ew. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, that people take people's ashes and dump them. Because, I, it's a small world. Yeah. It's a small world. <laughs> Joe, Joe and I always joke that if... if if we predeceased Chris Orlando, we'd have to like we'd have to go to fucking Disney World, we'd have go to, to the haunted mansion, go to the haunted mansion, and that's like the problem. A lot of people do that, but um, but in this case, I know why Mom chose that weird place. Um, you know, for a brief, brief time in my life, I lived in Wisconsin, and um, it was good and bad, and. My parents, I was still kind of close with my mom at the time, and she came out quite a few times. I mean, I was only there for less than two years, and, you know, I think I either came home or you guys came out to see me in some capacity. Like, either dad came out, mom and dad came out, you came out, you know, mom and you came out, dad and you, you know, it was like different iterations. And then I came home, it was the 90s when people had money and flying was easy and all that stuff. And so... um. They came out and in, you know, in the middle of Wisconsin, although Madison was great, there isn't that much to do. And, um, you know, I love roadside America, always have. And so we drove to this notorious place, House on the Rock, which actually was featured on the last uh, season of American Gods, by the way. Anyway, um, it's really bizarre. You can only experience it. And one of the things they had was like a, an incredible collection of those what are they called when it's like, no, well, they had carousels, but they had like those musical, like animatronic, like the self, like those like stupid. Look at me. No, I hate it already. I know. I hate it One man band thing. Fucking nightmare. Yeah. It's going to kill me. It's going to kill me. Mom's going to channel. It's all the things. There's like. And take a knife and stab me. There's like walls of cookie jars and it's like a crazy tacky place. It's really fun. I can't. Which of course I love it and I, I can't, I can go. But we went there and I think that mom felt, um. The things that she liked was there in yeah. in grand in a grand scheme. Yeah. And, you know, mom at her heart was like a weird bingo yeah. lady in her heart. And I feel like she but was she, never allowed she to loved, express that. <laughs> and I so, think she liked music boxes. I yeah, think she, she had loved, no peace. Like Yeah. Growing up, she didn't have pleasure. There was no, no. pleasure growing up. No. Mm-mm. And so there must have been some kind of like joking aside. There must have been some kind of solitude or connection to a music box, something that that did bring her like somebody gifted her a thought about her. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. When she gave me that message, I asked for one thing, like, you can't do this for me. She actually would would sit in that room while I would do the rest of the place. Yeah. And it was like one of those, you know, like the big Wurlitzer organs with the, yeah. with the, it plays by itself with the drums yeah. and the this and the that. And she loved <sighs> that stupid thing. Yeah. You know what? And it brought her joy. And I think that she, that's the one place she found some kind of solitude. Yeah, I agree. Some kind of happiness. Because if you think about it, uh, where would you want your ashes spread? Right. And you know what's funny is that she said it kind of as a joke. Before before she went into her surgery, everybody knows the story, yeah. right? Before she went into surgery, we were like, Ma, you're going to kill yourself. You're not ready. Where do you want your ashes spread? 
And she was like, I don't know, I don't care. And then she came back, I don't know, half an hour later, was like, you know what? I changed my mind. I like the house on the rock. I want you to spread my ashes on the house on the rock. And I laughed and I was like, okay, it's a good excuse to go. And we thought, you know, kind of treated it as a joke. But during, you know, fast forward a month and a half yeah. later when she was dying, she was laying in the bed. She came in and out of her coma. Yeah. Barely coherent, barely communicative, mm. whacked out of her mind. But she was clear as a bell, said house on the rock. Yeah. And so... And yeah, and of course, and yeah. we put it off. She died in fucking 2013, Kath. Listen, all I have to say is divine timing. She has to be ready to leave. She, we're changing the house. We the, we have a leak. We had the floors done. We're making it one big room back there. Mm. There's no reason to have a wall. So we're opening up light and space. And I think that mom did that for us because. I couldn't connect to the house. I'm living in the spirit room. Like, yeah. It's a big room. Yeah. But you know that I'm in one, like, I don't need a big house. Like, I stay in one spot where my people are, my invisible yeah. people. That Addie's husband built. Yes. Oh, Look speaking at that connection. of connections. Small worlds. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, for so, sure. So here, this thing, and it made so much sense. And like I said, dad was with me on the trip. Like the mm -hmm. entire trip, he was with me. And I had a dream about him. Um, you know, I, I contacted Uncle James because I dreamt about him. And I was like, Dad said, you know, it's time to retire. And then I find out that Uncle James is putting his retirement papers in the next week. So, you know, he was definitely with me. There was lots of messages. And I just felt like really connected to Mom and Dad. And it just so happened when I was gone, that's when all the stuff was happening mm -hmm. with the hot water heater. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just think that everything is connected. Mm -hmm. you're, you're connected science like physics is really interesting all this energy we have with it just intertwines the push and the pull of you know where your environment is how does it look that may that's how it makes you feel makes decisions on your life to feel free and if you don't act on it you become stifled and sick yeah 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 if you don't if you don't take action Mm -hmm. You become stifled, you become sick, and you resentful. Yeah, Resentment yeah. comes anger, mm -hmm. frustration, poor relationships, poor communication, isolation. There's your cycle. Is that worth it? No. So figure out what's holding you back, these binds. And it's a process. And so people are freaking out when they have nervous breakdowns. And I'm like, it's great. Good for you. Because you can't organize things without putting everything in the middle. Without making a mess, you can't clean out your closets until you make. You got to make a mess. You got to go through it, you know. And it goes emotionally. And I didn't realize that mom still has a tie here, and I and I have to. We have to just tell her it's okay, you know. She doesn't have to be here anymore. So yeah, yeah. That's what I'm doing. That's 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 my shtick. Yeah, mom's that's lucky she has you, because otherwise I would definitely take care of those ashes. Do you know what? <laughs> That's one person I don't want haunting. Listen, I, as an exorcist, you don't want your mother saying and being angry. No amount of sage and patchouli is going to help. Yeah, I had you come into the bar divide and talk to the ghost before I left. Oh, and uh, I was really, really afraid mom was still going to be there. <laughs> You're like, is mom here? Because I told her, here? do not haunt the theater, ma. Keep it moving. Move forward. How has, how has the building me. felt, Addie? since you guys been back i've only been back one day um but it felt okay it felt okay you know yeah I, there's like activity 
Yeah, and I, I rushed in and rushed out. Um, cause I, I, like running down the hallway because you're scared? <laughs> no, no, like... no. <laughs> no, like there wasn't enough time in the day to do all the things I wanted to do. So it was mm. like a quick hello. I'm down here. And then I ran back into my office. Um, but tomorrow yeah. I will be there for a long time. So I will let you know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was very interesting, John. Yeah. I've always, you know, um, I always felt very connected to the building. And actually, I didn't cry. I was telling people, um, my bosses were like, so how does it feel? How does it feel? Because I saw them, uh, you know, a week or so before it was actually my last day. And I said, it feels very surreal. Like, it doesn't feel that real. We've had this long separation during the COVID shutdown. So it's not like I left suddenly in the middle of major activity. I actually left when there was not much happening. And so, or I was making the transition while not much was happening. And things are starting to gear up now. And they're like, and I said, you know, I feel like, you know, I sucked Addie into our sister's world, so I'm not going to miss her. And then um, the other people whom I'm close with, I will just re- still remain close. But, mm-hmm. and then I started talking about leaving the building. And that's when I got, that's the first time I cried about leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the we'll energy. have to do one you know, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will come. I will come and say hi for sure. And, um, yeah, there's always been an energy in that building. We've talked about it before. I've actually wrote about it and um, talked about the fact, like, we don't need paranormal ex- investigators no. coming to the theater because oh, they're not fucking that. zoo animals. It drives no. me nuts. You know, why do that? Let me make a disclaimer on that. Is yeah. that I don't have a problem with paranormal investigators if the outcome is to help release a spirit or an activity. Mm-hmm. Like, if you have a, if you have a spiritual guide with you like a psychic somebody who's a medium who can connect with it to let it go absolutely a hundred percent the right thing to do but if you're just going yes yeah, say give me a sign they'll give you a sign all right <laughs> they're gonna give you the finger yeah the style you're gonna go home and have diarrhea and you're not gonna understand <laughs> why you're gonna be like why is this happening yeah well yeah so i always felt a very keen yeah. connection with that building i mean the building's you know built in 1869 and you know, so many performers came to that place and they immediate. there are a lot of people who would immediately say like, oh, the energy in this place. Yeah. I love the energy of this place. I mean, that that's pot, many. Pot, that's, say, that's good. Go, podcast. In the pot, go in the basement. Go in the basement. <laughs> if you like it. <laughs> yeah, there, it was beautiful. It was beautiful down there. When I went down there, it was just it was it was just hashing out feelings. It felt yeah. like I was in mm-hmm. therapy. For, mm-hmm. You know, it was a therapy session and you don't realize uh, what's really around there. I don't want to get into detail because yeah. it's, you know, personal thing. But it, I felt like it was something that was overdue that needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it was good. I think it was good. I do avoid the cold room, though. The cold bin room. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one I went in? I didn't feel anything. The big one with the dirt. Yeah. I went in and I was just like. It's just a vortex. It's like kind of like Grand Central in and out. Yeah. There wasn't anything deep, dark. I think that it's just overwhelming if you're not used to it. But there was nothing devious or scary. Yeah. It's just a scary. lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a like, lot. It's a lot. We go back to we go back to when Donovan the the Donovan Bell story. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was like Donovan, I'm gonna teach you how to meditate. 
And so I had, I had a, every place I, I've always had a spirit space. So I'm sitting down and, and Donovan was like, what, six, mm-hmm. seven? I said, sit down, we're going to do breathing. And he was sit. I said, when I ring the bell, we're going to take a deep breath. And I ring the bell and he goes, oh my God, it's so crowded in here. <laughs> and he ran out. He said, oh my God, it's so crowded. He got overwhelmed. I ring the bell and then people come and he's like, holy, he's like, I can't, it's so crowded in here. I was like, damn. Yeah, that's what the Colvin room's like. Yeah. That's the room where um, uh, the governor, when the governor came in 2000 with the, with the German shepherd dog to sniff when the secret service was sniffing bombs, the German, they had me go through the very top. It was just me, the state trooper and the secret service guy. And we went from the very tippy top of the balcony theater, all the way down through the lobby, every single row backstage everywhere. And the secret service guy was like all business. And the state trooper was kind of chatty. It was very sweet. And, when we got down to the Colbin room, the Secret Service guy's like, what's kept in here? And I said, just our ghosts. <laughs> and he was like, not having it. He had like a total straight face, like not having it. And the state trooper was like, really? I'm like, mm-hmm. And we opened the door and the dog would not go in that room. So I was like, no thanks. And I was like, like, told no you, <laughs> told you. <laughs> Secret Service guy was really pissed off, really pissed off. Get that you dog know what? in I there. Have- so our children, so speaking of Donovan, it just made me think of a story. So Donovan and Sophie are both very, profi- like they're psychic. They all have psychic, like when they were little, they would say something and things would come true. Donovan especially. Mm-hmm. Nico has the same thing. Huh. We told the story about the tire, right? Yeah, but was that many- a lost episode or did that happen? I, I think we're going to tell it again. If it is, everybody be patient. Yeah. <laughs> so you tell that story because I have a, Don- I have a Nico story. So... You tell the story okay. about how I was in the car. Right. So I pick up Sophie and I pick up Sophie and Nico to spend the day with me at the pool. And on the ride over to my house, I go get them. We're on the ride over. And I I, I hit the, the smallest of, of obstacles on the road, like a pebble, like a tiny, teeny, tiny. And a minute later, or a few seconds later, Nico goes, stop the car. <laughs> And we were like, why are we stopping the car? And he goes, your tire. And I said, what's with the tire? What do you mean? And he, and he was like, stop the car for the tire. And I was like, okay, we're okay. It's all good. It was just nothing. We go to my house. They spend the entire day. And then I go to drive them home. And sure as shit, that back tire, it's not completely deflated. So it's not like it was a big pop. It was just right. a small leak that was created and my tire was low and I was like, and he was very excited that I had a flat tire cause he's a little car <laughs> enthusiast. So he was very, very Plus helpful, very it. helpful at the stewards <laughs> with the fix a flat in the parking lot. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. He was so like, so excited. Um, yeah. And then he had to tell grandma about the flat tire. I love it. And I was like, good for you. Trust your instincts. Take a deep breath. Look at you. Totally encouraging it. So two weeks. So after that, so now we know Nico has a shining, which we already knew that because he heart hugs me and I fucking cry. This kid's a magic, magic ball. Right. So our water heater breaks. and We have to go buy a dehumidifier. So grandma and grandpa have Nico. So we have to go to Lowe's. 
Nico loves to go to Lowe's because we love to fix things and do things. So I have him in the thing. And I kept talking about, Henry and I kept talking about the dehumidifier. And so Nico, like Henry goes down the aisle and and Nico goes, "Uh, fire. And I was like, what fire? (laughs) What fire? He's touching the box going fire. And I was like, is this thing going to go on fire? (laughs) Like I'm trying to figure out. And then Henry's like, what do you say? I said, I think he said this thing's gonna go on fire, right? And then, and then Nico goes, no, 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 the human fire. I was like, mm-hmm, fire. <laughs> he couldn't say dehumidifier. And he's going, oh, mm-hmm, fire. And I was like, mm-hmm, fire. And, and, and like a loser. Fire. <laughs> so, You're taking it too far, as Donovan would say. You're taking it too far. But the funny thing is how Henry was like, did he say it was going to go on fire? Because we can't buy it if it's going to go on fire. Right. Then we totally take this kid serious. But right. how he was like, yeah. no. Yeah. Like he was mediating. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm fire. Like dehumidifier. Speak three. Speak three, grandma, grandpa. Mm-hmm <laughs> <laughs> fire. I said, okay. Dehumidifier. But anyway, it was very cute. It was so cute. I love that baby. Holy cow. He's adorable. All right. Enough of that. Enough of that. Enough of that. I don't know what else oh. we're going to talk about. I don't know. I just bought this beautiful ocean jasper, so I went to Asheville. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Asheville is, is oh, it's like, I don't think I could live there. You know, it's a little too much for me. It's a lot of restaurants and shops, and I don't do that. Like, I don't do a lot of that. But the people are amazing, and the artists, and I met another cosmic artist, and it was really, really cool. And so my friend Sharice uh, took me to a crystal shop. And it was really gorgeous, like really gorgeous. And so, you know, it wasn't it was pricey, but not too pricey. And everything was polished. I like raw stones, but it was good for souvenir stuff. And I bought an ocean jasper. It's so gorgeous. If anybody has an opportunity and you're looking for a crystal, it's um, it's used for enjoyment of life, release of negativity and stress, relaxation, positive self-expression and physical and emotional healing it's overall and it looks like it's got little suckers on it i'll show you i, I know it's a podcast but it's pretty you, cool you're pixelated it? what's it called again it's called ocean jasper mm. it's really beautiful i've never seen one i should have seen one but i've never seen one they're gorgeous and it really feels really good so that's what i did i got a suit sweat souvenir i got hold on i'm looking it up too it's really good yeah so, yeah, so that's what's all that's happening. I'm so happy that we're back on. You know what's funny is, good. is that what? it's if you just hit Google, like, oh, it's a marvelous stone for cultivating patience and coping with change. Encourages oh. giving service to. I think that speaks to what we're talking about, freedom. Yeah. You know? That's freedom. Yeah. About letting go. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing I did this summer, you know, actively is... Um, let go of a couple of relationships that were really dragging me down. Well, we had a long talk about that, Don. That long didn't get published. That. that didn't get published. <laughs> that didn't, it's lost. It's lost. You know what? That it's is okay. actually the last the last episode that we didn't um, we didn't uh, put up. Is that um, because we lost it and it's gone forever? Is um is about letting go of relationships that just don't uh, serve you to bring you to your divine path and it's amazing um i have to say this is me disclaimer this is me me the day i had um 
I've, I had a, a lot of pain in my lower back. The day I quit the Bardavan and gave my resignation as I was walking out and driving home, I realized I don't have that pain in my back anymore. And then uh, this past month, I've had different cricks, weird cricks, hips, back, that area. And once I resigned to take action and, you know, to not do, not follow through with certain people for the sake of obligation, I don't have them. They went away. Amen. That's me, though. I know it's me. You know, we all we all manifest our stress in different places. Yeah. You know, mine's in my back story. Yeah, my same thing with me though. My stress is in my back. When I literally did something, I haven't had a back problem since. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's where metaphysically it's the support. It's where all your support. It's where everything is connected. You know, I often you know we talked about listen. Just to remind your guys, whoever's listening, all you that are listening, longevity in relationships, uh, you know, friendships, it's not a tenure job. Just because you've been with somebody for a long time, doesn't matter how long, and it's dysfunctional, and it makes you hurt, and it makes you cry, or it makes you feel uneasy, it, it doesn't, it's not a rule. Just because you've been friends for a long time, you know, we talked about that when I had to let go of my friend. Yeah, of 30 years yeah. where I, I my quality of life is so much better. I'm not thinking about her, not worried about what she's thinking. She's always mad at me. Like, I stop being fucking mad at me. My parents are gone. Stop right. being mad at me. Right, right. You know, it's like I can't have that because it stops me from my work. Yeah. And it's and unhealthy so when you have somebody important. in your life who measures what you do or say with other people against what you say or do with them. Right. Right. It's really, really unhealthy and dysfunctional. And you know what? Uh, yeah. Fuck you. Fuck me. I'm a crone. We're done. <laughs> I'm not doing That's that it. shit anymore. No. I'm not doing that fuck shit no. anymore. No. 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 Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Good and for you. And here's another clue. It's not about you. Okay. Not about it's you. It's not about you. I just did the casino clap. Make sure I have no chips in my hand. That's what I did. <laughs> no chips here. Clap, clap, shake, shake it off. Oh, wait. Here. We're going to do this. Nice. 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 I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you. Daddy, thank you for joining us. Thanks for, you know producing and being a part of it we just want to give a shout out to our Sophia yeah and um, listen follow us on TikTok because Addie and I are killing ourselves trying to find content to entertain you <laughs> and all 16 people we love you who are already uh, following us yeah we need more. thank you I think we have and, more than uh, that yeah we're getting there and I, I have definitely been discouraged on the Instagram, but I'm ba- I'll am i be back on it, I promise. I've just had this little burp, this August lull. I'll be back. You know what? Divine timing. Everything is an ebb and flow. I know. Um, we're still here. We're doing what we can. Actually, uh, I'm going to take a picture I'm right sending now. you so much love and light. I just want to remind everybody, October might be a tough month. Please save your resources, and please take care of yourself. Okay? Oh, my God. You're going to leave us with that? You're going to leave yes. us with a psychic reading, but I'm like, I'm going to tell you. Don't I'm tell you something, but I'm not going to tell you something. <laughs> I'm just going to say it general. Yeah. Like, who am I? Don't, who am I? I'm nobody. I'm nobody special. 
Don't hoard the toilet paper. Is that what you said, Addie? Yeah, that's what I said. You don't need to hoard the toilet paper. Just your resources and just take care of yourself. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right. Until next time. Love you guys. Bye, Don. Bye, Addie. Bye, Addie. Bye, Bye, Kathy.